You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello, and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Jeff, and I will be your host today. Joining me for today's game as scorekeeper is Ken. How's it going, Ken? Hey, what's up? And uh, who are our players today? All right, today we are going to have a battle of the titans between Matt and Neil. It's a it's a grudge match. Yep. Currently, the scores are zero to zero. Yeah. Yeah. Matt needs a W, and he was saying today is going to be a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Uh-huh. So uh, someone's going to have to get that table, and Matt will be going through it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Talk a trash a little early. We'll see how this goes. All right. Well, uh, let's let's get underway, guys. Uh, just as a reminder, Ken, you mind uh, letting us know what the rules of the game are? Absolutely. So the game is twenty questions and a variety of topics worth 10 points apiece and split into two rounds. At halftime, there will be a special swing round designed by our host, Jeff, where players can take a larger lead or gain some ground for a comeback. At the end of regulation, players will enter the final round. With the points that they've accumulated, they can place their wagers, 0 to 30 points, in the uh, categorized uh, questions. At the end of the game, somebody will be named the cream of the crop. I am the cream. Thanks, Ken. Uh, Matt, you ready to play? I am ready to play. Neil, are you ready? I was born ready. All right, well then let's start uh, triviality for today with question one. Which country has three capitals, including Pretoria? Hmm. All I could think of is the episode of Family Guy where he annexed his part of the house and names it Petoria. All I can think of is the bad children's movie Prehysteria with many dinosaurs. <laughs> that helps nobody. That if helps it nobody. Uh, if it helps, I won't give you the one that you'll almost certainly give you the answer, but I could give you the other capital if that would be useful for both of you. Sure. Yeah. Um, so this capital, uh, so there's Pretoria and Bloemfontein. All right, I have an answer. Okay. Okay, I I have an answer. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's see who's less confident here. Let's go to Neil first. Uh, I just put Belgium. I don't know. I also said Belgium. Wow. Um, So if I said Cape Town was the third Uh, capital. South Africa? It is South Africa. South Africa has three separate capitals, one for the presidential branch, one for the legislative branch, and one for the judicial branch of their governments. What about the Golden Girls branch? (laughs) <laughs> God, because you said Blanche. I'm sorry, uh, Branch. So yes, okay. Branch. I think it's amazing that we both came up with the 
same extremely wrong answer. <laughs> so well, I saw I, when he said Blomfontein, I, I was know. like, oh, German and a little bit of French. Yeah. I'm just going to go Belgium. Yep. Yeah. So I knew Cape Town would be the dead giveaway on that one. Yeah. So I wanted to make it a little more challenging. So, All right. Question two. In 1815, Napoleon suffered a defeat at what famous battle? I only know one battle that <laughs> that he lost at, so it's probably not that one, but I'm going to say it. I um, Apparently I need to study Napoleon a lot harder than I have been. Uh, it seems like this comes up every single week. Uh, I, have, I have no idea, but uh, I have a guess in, so. Okay. Um, so Neil looked a little bit more confident there. What would you say, Neil? I just put Waterloo. Yeah, All right. Waterloo is definitely right. I, I made up something and put Little Horn. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so uh, Waterloo is absolutely correct. Uh, that was uh, one of Napoleon's famous battles. He did lose uh, others, but that, that is certainly one of the most notable and uh, probably the basically the end of his military career, um, you know, with any certainty. Mm-hmm. Question three. Um, and I'm just going to state here that this is not a trick question. Um, how many cubes are in a Rubik's Cube? And what I mean by that is I'm not counting the whole cube as one cube. I mean little individual cubes. I'm not trying to play meta games here with okay, that. Okay, so like four wouldn't be another cube. You're talking about Correct. the individual Correct. I'm not cubes. talking about, yes, I'm not talking about how many cubes can you make. I'm talking about how many cubes does it take to manufacture a Rubik's Cube. All right. So I have no idea, but I, I kind of did a very um, rough drawing uh, of a guess. And on that guess, I did some rough mathematics on another guess. So I have a number. Yeah, same here. All right. Well, uh, Matt, I'll kick it to you. So I think it's five by five is the length by height, um, which would be 25 cubes per side. There's six sides at 25 times six. And I came up with 150. Okay. And uh, to you, Neil. For some reason, I drew five across, four down. Uh, so I did 20 times six, so I did 120. Okay, uh, Rubik's Cube is three by three. Uh, okay. um, so there, there are two ways to do the math on this. One is you count all of the sides, then you take out the corners and make it very complicated, or you just cut it into three equal parts. Each one has nine. Three times nine is 27, but there's no cube in the middle, so it's 26. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So I was only off by roughly 120. So. Yes. That, that Almost there. Yeah. <laughs> we are so close. We were both very close. All right. On to question four. Who was the voice of Zazu in Disney's The Lion King? Zazu. I don't remember which character that is. That's the toucan. This is tough. So I'm trying to knock out all of the other cast members. You have JTT and Matthew Broderick playing Simba. You got James Earl Jones. You got uh, Jeremy Irons. You got uh, Nathan Lane. Uh, you got Whoopi Goldberg. Got Rowan Atkinson. Um, so, just as a, a bit of side trivia, Zazu is a red-billed hornbill. That's what kind of bird he is. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm I'm in with an, a wrong answer. All right. Same. All right. Um, so, uh, Neil, you seem to have most of the cast down. Why don't you let me know what your thoughts were? Well, yeah, I know basically everyone in the cast uh, except for this bird. Um, so I just for a little Easter egg for Pixar, I just put John Ransenberg. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt? I put uh, my favorite bird character, Bobcat Goldwith. <laughs> so, uh, so, Neil, you, you had it in your list. 
Oh, it's Rowan Atkinson, isn't it's it? It's Rowan Atkinson. Who did you think Rowan? Mr. Bean played. I thought he was one of the hyenas with Whoopi Goldberg. Well, that makes me so angry because I, I could I was going down the cast list. I know, and when you said it, I tried not to to have a tell here because <laughs> I was just like, oh, good, like you know, he's got it. All right, so question five. Uh, normally, it is our listener submitted question. We don't have one today. Uh, so I went ahead and just put one in myself. If you've got a great question for us that you'd like to send, uh, we'd love to incorporate it into our game. Just make sure you send us an email at trivialitypodcast at gmail.com and put in the subject line question five. Uh, we'll pick one listener submitted question every week uh, or every every round uh, to make sure that we've got it uh, incorporated into our game. So question five today, uh, it's going to be um, lyrics. I'm going to read lyrics to a song and I want you to tell me what song it is. Um, if you can give me the artist, that's great too, but I'm not going to give you anything extra for that. Uh, so the lyrics to this song include, House so empty, need a centerpiece. 20 racks a table cut from ebony. Cut that ivory into skinny pieces. Then she clean it with her face. Man, I love my baby. Yeah, that does nothing for me. No, so. yeah, I need, some, need something else. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll finish the, I'll finish the uh, stanza here. Uh, you talking money. Need a hearing aid. You talking about me. I don't see a shade. Switch up my style. I take any lane. I switch up my cup. I kill any pain. Just wanted to be known that this song is quite popular uh, currently. Oh, that's not right, but I don't care. I'm in. You can change it. Nah. <laughs> Neil hasn't submitted an answer nah. yet. Nah. I'm not going to get a, a less wrong answer. <laughs> so. okay. uh, I can't think of the name of the song. I just, I'm putting the band. <laughs> I don't know. With his less wrong answer, yeah. let's go to Matt. Uh, bitch, better have my money. <laughs> By uh, Rihanna. <laughs> and uh, to you, Neil? I just put Imagine Dragons. I couldn't think of an Imagine Dragons song. but well, Radioactive is the one that we hear on repeat all day, every day. Radioactive, that was the one I was thinking of, yeah. And it's just so good. Any, uh, <laughs> any guesses here, Ken? No. I will give you a hint. I made a joke about this uh, once when we were together about uh, I liked the cross imagery used in the music video. I don't know. Uh, this would be Starboy by The Weeknd. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right. On to question six. Would you find a meteor, meteorite, or an asteroid on Earth? Oof. That is to say, after it has impacted. Well, at least I have a 30% chance of getting this right. All right. My answer is in. All uh, right. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Why not? And uh, Neil, with uh, more of the confidence here. I don't know if my logic is correct, but I uh, was thinking that if it was in space coming towards Earth, it would be either a meteor or an asteroid. But if it was on Earth, you would have in your hand some meteorite. So mm-hmm. I put meteorite. Yeah, mine was similar logic. I'm pretty sure that an asteroid is something while it's in space and a meteor is something that can collide with Earth. But once it does, the pieces of it become meteorites. It is indeed a meteorite. Well done to both of you. Mm-hmm. Neil has 20 points, and Matt just got on the board with 10. Yeah. Well, see, what we're doing here is we want the listeners to you know, have some suspense uh, in what the final score will be, <laughs> so we're trying not to score too much early. Yeah. Moving on to question seven. Which commonplace condiment started out as a brine of pickled fish in China before evolving into its current form? Sounds good. It's a common condiment? Yep, very commonplace condiment. I'm locked in. So something. that is to say there there is no brine of pickled fish in it anymore. What is a brine? No, that's part of the question, sir. Ah, a brine of pickled fish. 
All right, I guess I'm in. It's wrong, but okay. Uh, Matt was in first. Why don't yeah. you uh, let me know what your answer was? Uh, I was thinking uh, something that was popular with Chinese food, um, and I believe has some of those ingredients is soy sauce. Okay. Oh, that's a good, that's a good guess. And, I just put, uh, I put relish, which is okay. not right. <laughs> so brine is a solution in salt water, hmm. um, but despite its origins and its name, ketchup. Hmm. Uh, started adding oh in God. other ingredients, including things such as grape, mm. uh, but then eventually became a uh, the ketchup that we know today. Mm. What about catsup? Alternate pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question eight. Uh, which country, with 329 medals in the Winter Olympics, has not just the most per capita, but the most total? Total over all time? Yep. 329 medals in all Winter Olympics. I believe that figure is through <clears throat> 2014. Per capita is making me think that it's... Yeah, not what you think it is. Right. Uh, That's what's... Now it's throwing me off because I had a, an answer, but... I have an answer. You're in. So uh, I wrote down Canada, but per capita is making me think it's somewhere really small. Oh, I, I have other ideas in my head, but... I'm just going to stick with Canada. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, so, Neil, stand with Canada. What do you think, Matt? Uh, I went with someone that always does really well in the Winter Olympics. Uh, my actual initial first thought was the United States, because I know lately they've been dominating, especially at, once they added snowboarding and some of the skiing events. And I'm going to regret not staying with the U.S., I think. But I put Norway. So your gut feeling based on per capita, Norway is a very small country as far as population. And they are remarkably good at the Winter Olympics. Uh, it is Norway. Yeah. Yeah, in my head I had Switzerland, Norway, and Finland, but yeah. I just, I don't know why I went with Canada. Finland always does really well at speed skating, and I know Sweden's really good at uh, skiing events and that kind of thing, but Norway kind of excels at all of those events. So, All right, question nine. What was Mickey Mouse's original first name? Yeah, I've never heard this before, so this is just going to be a guess. I have a guess based on some kind of logic, so. Okay. Based on an episode of The Simpsons about nope. itching and scratching. It's not Rick, Ricky <laughs> Rouse is not the answer. Manic Mailman. All right. If you guys are both in, uh, let's throw it over to Matt. Um, so what was I, your logic? So my logic was Mickey Mouse first appears in uh, Steamboat Willie. Um, so I said Willie. I also put Steamboat Willie and the answer being Willie. And Ken would like to interject here. More to more. Mortimer Mouse. Hmm. Well, we were close. Yeah. (laughs) Willie and Mortimer. So who was Willie, and what is the Steamboat? Steamboat Willie was the first uh, animated feature of Mickey Mouse. But who was Willie? Well, Mickey was... I think it was considered that Mickey was like the actor. Okay. Like playing a character of Steamboat Willie. That's very peculiar. Good information, though. It is Am I accurate. correct in if that? I, if I'm not mistaken, you are correct on that. Yeah. It's like Mickey Mouse is portraying the character of right. Steamboat. Like Mickey Mouse in Steamboat. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And last question of the round. C8H10N4O2 is the chemical formula for what common drug? Do you mean common drug as in something people take every day or drug meaning illegal substance? Um, if that's it is it is not an illegal substance. Okay. I have an answer. Just thinking of common drugs that it, it could be. Um, it's not an illegal substance. It leads me to aspirin, 
Tylenol, acetaminophen. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to put morphine. Well, mm-hmm. for, for clarification, I will stress drug just you know, as a... In the, so in every sense that you might think of it. I changed my answer. Yeah, okay. Same. Now I'm locked in. All right. What are you thinking, Matt? Well, I was originally thinking peroxide because of the amount of hydrogen. Um, but I, when you were stressing drug, I switched to ibuprofen. Okay. And uh, you, Neil? I put caffeine. Uh, Matt, as someone who serves coffee quite mm-hmm. often, uh, it is caffeine. Oh, my oh, God. Man. Yeah. Well, uh, just for clarification, uh, I gave up caffeine six years ago, <laughs> and uh, I guess that formula just Did went right out really? the brain. Yeah. I oh, I don't know. I've had a drop of caffeine in over six years. Oh. Uh, it's probably good for you. Um, while That's why you do so much coke. Okay. While, <laughs> while it's not likely that caffeine will probably harm you long term, it does have drug uh, mm-hmm. form, drug habit-forming tendencies. Yeah. So, All right. Well, to wrap up the first uh, half of the game, we have Neil with 30 points and Matt with 20 points. Yeah. It's not a strong scoring round, uh, but a close game nonetheless. All right, so uh, our midpoint today is going to be one of our favorites. It's a tug of war. Uh, so I'm going to have Matt lead us off since he is behind in points. Um, very, very simple one here. Uh, we're just going to go back and forth. Uh, and I want you to name countries that border the Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Come on. This is so easy. Uh, You're talking to the entertainment sports yeah. movies guys. I got. I have. Okay. I know. I know a country. Okay. Single elimination. Uh, yeah. yeah. We'll do. We'll do double elimination. You could have two wrong hey. before before I strike you out. I could have a lot more wrong if you give me enough chances. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ten points apiece. And uh, sure, ten points apiece. Yeah. All right. So am I going first? Yes, you are. How about Greece? Yeah, Greece. Got one. Uh, Italy. Italy. Um. This is where uh, Turkey. Yep, that's another one for Matt. Spain. Spain, indeed. Um, Hungary. Hungary is not on Ooh. my list. Okay, it's around there though, right? In the region, maybe. <laughs> so, so Hungary is a little bit north, okay. um, up the Peloponnesian Peninsula. It'd be north of like Serbia, Romania, those kinds of okay. things, Croatia. Uh, Matt said, so we've said Turkey, Italy, Spain, and uh, Greece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope, sorry. That is uh, one wrong for Neil on Saudi Arabia. Back to Matt. I'm going to say Albania. Albania is uh, bordering the Mediterranean. Yeah. Wales. Uh, so Wales does not border the Mediterranean. And uh, Matt, you want to want to see if you can... Make it a bit of a knockout. I would like to do that. We'll see how this goes. Uh, I'm just trying to. I, I'm just trying to think of countries that have conflict over there because I know that there was. There's kind of a lot. Um, I'm gonna say Serbia. Serbia is landlocked, and so it does not have mm. uh, access to the Mediterranean. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? 
Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. That's it. That's it. All right. So Matt had uh, three correct yeah. there. Neil had two. So our game is tied at 50 to 50. All right. An All right. exciting swing round <laughs> of Mediterranean knowledge. So let's, let's fill in a little bit of the uh, other ones here. If we start in North Africa... Which I was hoping some people would at least. I was going to go to Africa, and I was like, no, that's not yeah, right. Yeah, I was, I was curious as I to why to nobody Africa. went to. Yeah, North Africa. so uh, so we'll kind of go counterclockwise here, starting in North Africa, uh, Morocco, Algeria, maybe Tunisia, Libya, Egypt. Uh, then we head over into Israel, and then Lebanon, up into Syria to Turkey. Uh, you have Cyprus actually in the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Heading over, you have Greece, um, and then uh, I gave you Albania. I mean, you could argue it's in the Adriatic or the Ionian, um, but, you know, I was just... Anything that touched the body of water directly in the Mediterranean, I figured geography is not your strong suit, we'll give you there. Hey. Uh, over to Italy, and then you would have France, and then, of course, the small, tiny nation of Monaco, mm. and rounding it back out, you'd have Spain, and... If someone was crazy enough, I would have given you the UK instead of Gibraltar. Um, so, uh, as Gibraltar is a, or a, a territory of uh, the UK. Uh, so, round two, question one. What type of biome, whose name has a homonymic relationship with the rapper Michael Ray Stevenson, is characterized by coniferous forests? I took environmental biology. And none of the biomes are coming into my brain right now. I just keep seeing uh, Stephen Baldwin and Polly Shore. Yes, that's biodome. It's very different. I see the biodome in my head. Oh man, uh, Michael! I've never even heard of Michael Ray Stevenson. Well, you would know his alter ego, which is, I believe, the clue. That's what uh, I'm trying to figure out. I have an answer. All right, it's wrong. <laughs> just trying to think of, of rappers. Yeah, I, I was going down that path, and I'm like, I'm never going to get there if I go through every rapper. I'm <laughs> just like... All right, so uh, let's see, Matt was, Matt was first here. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? Yeah, the only biome I could think of was wetlands, so I said wetlands. All right, and uh, Neil? I, I put Redman or Redman. So I know Matt has familiarity with this artist because I've heard him mention the name before. Ken, do you happen to have a guess here? No. Spelled two different ways, a coniferous forest or a wrapper would be taiga. Mm. Oh. Hmm. All right. Question number two of round two. What date is Armistice Day? I have an answer. Okay. 
What do you? All right, I guess I'm in. Well, Neil, go first. All right, Neil. Uh, I put June seventh. Oh, I put April first because it's a joke. Gotcha. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Armistice Day is November 11th. <laughs> oh. It is now called Veterans Day. Veterans, Veterans Day. Day. I know. I probably wouldn't even know when that is, to be honest. I know it was the day I got off in school. So. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say what should have seventh, but. Probably should have went to school I that day. I remember that one because they always said the 11th hour of the 11th day of, of the, the 11th, 11th month. month. Oh. I just always remember that every year. 11-11-19-19. Hmm. All right, so uh, question three. What is the largest state in the U.S. by population to not have a professional sports team from the big five sports? NFL, MLB, NBA, MLS, NHL. Oh, my God, MLS. You throw it in there. You said by population, though, right? By population, yep. Yeah, I'm I'm going through a bunch of cities knowing that they do have sports teams. Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Phoenix. You're looking for the state, right? Yep, state with the largest population to not have all five of those. Well, glad I went through all that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm down to two states, and okay. I'll say it out loud because mm. we are, you know, not breaking the bank with our scores here. Um, I'm locked in anyway. So. Oh, you are locked. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if they have large populations, but I'm just trying to think of states that don't have sports teams. And I know Nevada will not get one for two years with the, the Raiders. And New Mexico. They're getting the Vegas Golden Knights next year. Next year. Okay, so they still don't have it. So I'm thinking of Nevada and New Mexico. Uh, I know Albuquerque is a pretty big city, a lot of people. But, I mean, Las Vegas is a lot of tourism, but I know it's a big state. So uh, I'm just going to – I kind of want to go to New Mexico, but I'm just going to go to Nevada just for the hell of it. Yeah. And uh, what do you think, Matt? All right. So, like, I originally I threw out, like, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, a lot of those kind of sparsely populated states that I know don't have them. Uh, I got stuck in the southeast, and I was looking at Mississippi, Arkansas, South Carolina. Um, but I came back to the Midwest, and I, I'm i not sure, but I know they definitely don't have any of the teams. Uh, I said Iowa. Okay. Uh, so I'm assuming part of the reason that this uh, state doesn't have a lot of sports franchises on its own is because it has a large metropolitan area near it where there are teams. Uh, so D.C. has a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Virginia doesn't. Right. Oh, I, I wrote Virginia down. Yeah, Virginia is actually one of the ten most populated states. All right, uh, so on to the question four of round two. Eric Blair was a dystopian writer, better known by what pen name? All right. Uh, my answer's in, and the only reason I know this is because I was going to ask a question <laughs> on another episode, but I will not have to now. Hmm. Authors that I know. All right. All right. So Neil had some confidence here. What do you What do you say, Neil? I went with George Orwell. Yeah, that sounds way more right. Uh, I went with the dystopian author Ray Bradbury. Ooh, Ray Bradbury is a solid choice, but Neil is in fact correct. It is George Orwell. On to question five. Um, Again, my sports questions are always kind of weird, so I have another sports question I'll go with. Hopefully this is one that's more in Matt's wheelhouse. (laughs) With a seating capacity of over 107,000, what is the largest stadium in the United States? You may also know it by its nickname, The Big House. I'm in. Yeah. Um, 
I know what the big house is, uh, but I don't know the name of the stadium. So, oh, can we name the team, or do we need the name of the stadium? Um, I, I will if you can tell me the name of the team. That's fine. Okay. Um, it, it's should be pretty close to the name of the stadium. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> you both have answers in already, it looks like. So. Yeah. Where would uh, where would you be found if you were at the big house, Matt? Uh, I said University of Michigan. Yep. All right, Neil. I. That's a good guess or a good answer. Um, and I just you just made me think of um, another college arena, but I put the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So uh, that's AT and T Stadium. AT and T Stadium has a actual seating capacity of only about eighty five thousand. Yeah. Uh, the bowl shape of the big house is Michigan Stadium. Yeah. So. I was thinking um, initially. I was thinking the Rose Bowl or the Coliseum in USC, uh, but they're somewhere around between eighty and ninety as well. Um, so. Yeah. Um, you are packed in like sardines. It's unpleasant, mm-hmm. but it does have the highest seating capacity of any stadium in the u.s it's a really great view if you're (laughs) a quick update uh we are tied at 60 60 yeah so on to question six um what digital currency is satoshi nakamoto credited with inventing i'm gonna lock in one i'm in yeah all right uh neil uh just not to fool around uh i just went with bitcoin i said it in another answer in another episode and it was wrong so i'm just gonna try it until it's right (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Matt, what do you think on that one? Yeah, I, uh, when he said the name, I started thinking if it was some kind of Nintendo currency to purchase. Uh, but then uh, I just went with Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is correct. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> on to question seven. Uh, within five, how many average times a year is the shooter in an accidental shooting a toddler? <sighs> This statistic is only for the United States. What a morbid question. <laughs> how many how many times are sh- toddlers shooting up people is the question. That, right? that is correct. In the United States, how many times a year is someone shot by a toddler? How many times within five? Yeah. What, how many how many times average? Yeah. All right, so you, uh, you're both in? Yep. Yeah. I put 75. Okay, and... Uh, I think I think there's no way that there's between seventy and eighty toddlers shooting people. Uh, I put fifteen to give me between ten and twenty. Okay. That seems more reasonable. Uh, you need to split the difference a little bit between your two answers. Fifty-two times wow. a year, on average, someone is shot by uh, a toddler in the U.S. I was going to put fifty, and I'm like, yeah, maybe it's more. You have only the parents to blame. So in uh, in the state of Iowa, it is not illegal for a baby to possess a firearm. There you have it. <laughs> Common sense gun laws right there. A gun for every baby. That's right. On to more of a potpourri kind of question ah. for question eight. What is the alliterative name for a collection of cats? What C word would you use to describe a bunch of cats? That's correct. Well, what? It does have an alternate name. Um, so you could call them this or uh the other word is a glaring is uh, something else that you that's might what call I was thinking, a, a group of cats so yeah. to rule that one out for you because that doesn't start with a c all right I, I, I'm yeah wrong. i've given up on life also <laughs> <laughs> figuring out this question this will be uh, matt's last episode yeah. my, probably my last episode look for some two new hosts <laughs> all right all right matt uh before you give up on life would you like to give me your answer i would uh I went with a, a cat crew, a crew right. of cats. <laughs> Neil? <laughs> I just like the way it sounds. It's it's not right at all, but I put a cacophony of cats. Ah, I like that. Um, you might call a collection of cats a glaring or a clouder. Someone yeah. bring us one of those Iowa babies and put us out of our misery. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's get that number up uh, a little bit. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Room for four more on the list. Uh, uh, just what I thought today was going to be easy going. Yeah. All right. Uh, question nine. What psychologist investigated obedience using electric shocks? Ooh. Oh, come on. I Oh, God. I knew all of these guys. I took... Um, Abnormal psychology in 2006, so it's pretty fresh in my mind. It's a very nice uh, film out about uh, this gentleman as well. I, I know it's the wrong answer. I'm just going to put a psychologist. Yeah, I'm going to be really mad once I hear it out loud um, because they just, the movie just came out, right? I mean, yeah, I, maybe two years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't have an answer, so I'm going to tap out. Because I'm not going to say Freud, because that's the only one I could think of, and I know he's wrong. So, Freud was not really uh, an experimental yeah. psychologist, which is what this person would be. But uh, Neil, you have an answer? I went with the psychologist who studied uh, sex. So I went with Kinsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Ken might know the answer to this, if you want to. I can't remember his name either. Oh, you can't? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Stanley Milgram. Yeah, the Milgram experiment. Milgram experiment. Um, and... There was that one where there actually wasn't shocking, but he was telling people that they were being shocked. Indeed, and, yeah. yeah. So he was studying obedience, right. uh, Basically, in that study, and he found that most people would actually keep shocking people. They didn't really care for other people's well-beings if they it, were told to do it. Correct. It was upon suggestion, yeah. so they weren't uh, the people. The participants were never forced to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, nobody ever grabbed their hand and actually made them do it. Uh, but upon just light suggestion and insistence that everything was going okay and this is how the test would go. Um, you know, quite a few people made it all the way to the end. Yeah, was, and, it, was that the one where they had someone in, in another room and they would be screaming? screaming? Yep, they hired an actor and they yeah. would they, they would be progressively screaming and screaming. And if they made it high enough, um, they would become unresponsive, mm. and uh, people would still be shocking them, even though presumably they would be either unconscious or maybe dead at that point. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it's it's quite remarkable to watch some of the original footage, and it's also really terrifying. Yeah. Um, if you want to see it reenacted, it's in the film called The Experimenter. Which, uh, pun aside, is is a really good experimental sort of uh, indie film. So, mm-hmm. and uh, here at Triviality during this game, we're gonna uh, try a little bit of shock therapy to hopefully get our scores up. Yeah, um, I'm glad that you said that and that you weren't gonna try and shock me as punishment for. Oh, it'll it'll come. You just won't know when. It might be in your car seat. Just don't, you know, turn it the key. It might be careful. in the form of a tire iron. Could be. All right, on to the final question. The island of Great Britain is made up of what three autonomous mm. regions? Okay, I'm yeah, in. Yeah, I, I think I'm I know. I for some more movie questions, but all we got was Rowan Atkinson. And, Lion and you King. got it wrong. I know. I don't have a lot of great movie questions. I am working on that for you, Neil. Um, but it's hard for me to write to you because uh, I don't know... You know, I don't know what's easy and what's hard because I don't have a lot of film knowledge. So I either go really obscure or really, really shamefully easy. All right. Answers are in. Answers are in. So uh, let's turn to uh, let's turn to Matt on this one. Yeah. Um, I know I'm pretty. I know Wales is one. I'm pretty sure Scotland's one, and I think England's the third. But I might be wrong. I put uh, Wales, Ireland, and Scotland. Uh, one of you has the correct answer. That would be Matt. Yeah. It's Wales, Scotland, and England. Yeah, I should have put Ireland. Ireland is its own island. Yeah. Well, yep. I mean, I, uh, Northern Ireland is part of the UK, but the uh, the actual island of Great Britain. Uh, England, Scotland, and Wales. Okay. Now, uh, ending a regulation, we have the score of Neil with 70 
And Matt with 80. Hey, that's all right. So he takes a slight lead going into the final. So after 20 questions, we've reached the end of regulation. Uh, Ken has already recapped us with the scores. So uh, let me just announce the final five categories. Each player, again, can wager 0 to 30 points on every question using the points that they have earned during regulation. And here are your categories. Uh, question one. Bond. James Ooh. Bond. Question two is in chemistry, which I'm assuming those are already no bets. Uh, question three, 90s one-hit wonders. Yes. Matt's super excited. <laughs> yeah. Apparently I want a little geography heavy. Question mm. four, geography. Oh. And question five will be in video games. All, All right. right. The wagers are in on my end. The wagers are penny. in. All right. Yeah. All right. So... Question one in the category of Bond, James, James Bond. Bond. Junior. Who portrayed James Bond in the movie On Our Ma- On Her Majesty's Secret Service? Oh, good. I don't know this at one all. One of my favorites, actually. Underrated. Yeah, all right. Question two in chemistry. Which abundant element is, is so extremely rare in its pure elemental form, Napoleon used to use it only to serve his highest esteemed guests, choosing it over gold? Thanks to the Bayer process, it's nearly disposable today. All right, uh, so 90s one-hit wonders. Harvey Danger went around the world and found that only stupid people were breeding in what 1998 one-hit wonder? Yeah. <laughs> Matt seems quite happy with this question. Uh, one of my favorite one-hit wonders of all time. Question four in geography. What is the largest lake in the world? By volume? Nope, by surface area. Okay. Oh, I think I read this one. Question okay. five in video games. FIFA 2001 and Gran Turismo 3 had discs that encouraged scratching to reveal what feature? Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas. Plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week movies music even science and disney we've got something for every trivia buff in the car no more crickets chirping on those long journeys the family road trip trivia podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages teens toddlers adults it doesn't matter spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode new episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. All right. I'm locked in with all my answers. All right. And Neil, uh, where are you at with yours? Let's uh, Let's go ahead. Let's get get the answers and find out who is the cream. All right. So uh, what were our wagers on uh, question one, Ken? Okay. Number one, Bond. uh, Neil wagered 30 and uh, Matt wagered zero. All right, so Neil, with the high stakes here, what did you say? Who portrayed James Bond in 
on Her Majesty's Secret Service? Uh, it was the Australian actor who portrayed James Bond in one of the films where his uh, love interest dies, which uh, didn't really happen before that. And it, he was, it was his wife, which he hadn't had a wife until that time. It was George Lazenby. Oh, I, I said Roger Moore, even though it doesn't matter. So only one portrayal from this particular actor, George Lazenby, That's is absolutely one. correct. I always thought his performance was good, but, you know, what do I know? All right, and uh, on to question two in chemistry, Ken, what were the wagers? That's uh, big uh, zeros. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, let's see. Uh, Matt, what did what did you think on that one? I was thinking tin. Okay. And, uh, Neil, what was your guess? Uh, I put aluminum. So uh, it is, in fact, aluminum. Oh, my God. Ah, aluminum right. is, is exceptionally abundant. Um you know, I've seen actually people throw their cans in the garbage. That's how common it is today. But uh, in nature, it's exceptionally rare to find it in its pure elemental form. So uh, it was quite expensive until relatively recently. All right, question three in One Hit Wonders. What were the wagers? Neil had 10, Matt had 30. All right, and I know Matt had a bit of confidence with this one, so let's take it to him. Yep, uh, it's a flagpole sit-up. All right, and Neil, you uh, you tapped out on that one. I tapped out. I I, could, I kept thinking of the chorus and singing it. I couldn't think of the name of the song. And of course, Matt is correct. Flagpole Sitta was Harvey Danger's mm-hmm. uh, 1998 one hit. Wonder uh, geography. Uh, what is uh, wager on that? I'm assuming zeros around. Uh, yeah, that's going to be the uh, the pair of goose eggs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who wants to? Uh, anyone uh, with an actual guess on that one I, I couldn't even tell you what the question was honestly yeah i i mean i was gonna put like the great salt lake but I don't oh think that's right yeah but i i remember studying this um and i know there's some big ones in the u.s uh, but i couldn't remember so um the largest lake in the world is actually a saltwater lake it's the caspian sea mm-hmm. ah all right looks like it's all gonna come down to a wagers on the last question yeah. for well, video juegos what were they it's 10 for Neil and 30. Matt with 30. Okay. So, FIFA 2001 and Gran Turismo 3 had discs that encouraged scratching to reveal what feature Matt with the big wager. Yeah, so 2001 Gran Turismo 3, uh, I believe it's for the PS2, um, which came with anti-skip technology. So, I put anti-skip technology. Okay. And uh, Neil? I just put online capability, but I know that was too early. So they encouraged scratching because FIFA 2001 and Gran Turismo were scratch and sniff discs. No way. FIFA smelled like a soccer pitch and Gran Turismo 3 smelled like rubber. Hmm. Well, if you guys hadn't had enough game yet, it looks like we are (laughs) tied. So we're going to have to go to overtime to find out who is the cream of the crop. I would have just bet anything besides 30 on that last one. I should have just bet on aluminum, but who knows? I mean, it's chemistry. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, so, uh, if you both just write answers down, uh, there's no time, so it's not the first one to ring in here. It's just uh, we're gonna just going to go until uh, someone falls in a little bit of a knockout fashion. Uh, what was the name of the teacher who died in the tragic space shuttle Challenger disaster? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Go. Sally Ride? Miss Trunchbull. Uh, that was Krista McAuliffe. Oh. Miss Trunchbull? <laughs> Taking this very seriously. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. What Harvard dropout co-founded Microsoft? Right, both in. Uh, let's go to Matt. He had the yeah. first one. Now I was like, oh, it's definitely Bill Gates. And then I was like, yeah, it's, maybe it's Waz. And I was like, I don't know if I'm right at all. But I put Bill Gates. Neil? Uh, I was choosing between Steve Ballmer, Bill Gates, and Paul Allen. So I put Paul Allen. It was Bill Gates. Yeah. I thought that was too easy. 
It was too easy. Yeah. <laughs> so I believe Matt. My first victory. Has a victory. Take that out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the cream uh, of the crop. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. I've been buried these last few weeks. Matt rises to the top. Ugh, that oh, was yeah. that was really like an endurance game, yeah. I feel like. Unjustifiably it was, uh, in a position I'd rather not be in. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Matt. Mm. Uh, thank you, Ken, for being our scorekeeper. Um, if you'd like to play along with our contestants, make sure to check out our Facebook page, download our official Triviality score sheet that we use here in the studio. And uh, how can people get in touch with us, Ken? Yeah, didn't that sound fun? Don't you want to join in on all the, <laughs> the action? But you could get in touch with us uh, on Twitter using the handle at TrivialityPod or on Facebook. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us by email, send all messages to trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. And if it's question five submission, make sure you put in the subject line question five. And we'd love to hear from you. You can also put the, uh, the host in mind on the uh, email so we know not to look at it. All right. Thanks, Ken. And, uh, of course, other than spreading the word that way, the best way you can support the show is by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to Triviality on your favorite podcast app. Uh, until the next game, on behalf of Ken, Matt, Neil, and myself, uh, again, my name is Jeff, and that was Triviality. Bye-bye. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts, dee-dee-dee-dee, there they are, standing in a row. Big one, small one, some as big as your head. No, I would never have had to do this for Mufasa. What? What did you say? Uh, nothing. You know the law. Never ever mention that name in my presence. I am the king. Yes, sire, you are the king. I, I, well, I only mentioned it to illustrate the differences in your royal managerial approaches. Uh,